Welcome to another episode of the Total R&B Podcast. I am your host, Lavrina, and this week I'm here with another special guest. Um, he is a singer-songwriter from Queens, New York, and he hit us with his debut, de- de- oh, can't even talk, <laughs> debut EP portrait back in 2019, and we've been hooked ever since, and then along the way, his fan base has just, you know, continued to grow. So thank you so much, and welcome to the podcast, Section 2. The way I start off the podcast Every time I always ask the same question to start it off. So if you could tell me what is your first memory of R&B music? Like what comes into your head when I say that? First memory of R&B? Got to be driving in the car with my mom, going somewhere. And she had one of those like now that's what I call music CDs. Okay, yeah. I can't remember which number it is, but... I remember Genuine's Pony came on on one of those. And like, I remember the first time I heard it, I had never heard a song like that before. Mm -hmm. But I remember like she would turn it down because obviously like a six or a seven year old should not be listening to a song like that. (laughs) But I would always ask her like, wait, wait, like, like, can you turn that back up? (laughs) Just just cause like, like, just, just like the, like I, at back then I wasn't really listening to words. It was more just like the beats and textures and sounds that really caught my ear so yeah that, that's definitely like my first memory of r&b for sure that's dope because that's a classic that has come back around too like at one point mm-hmm. like in almost every movie and tv show and like exactly, talk shows, yeah. we're going back and playing that song so that's a classic and it is funny too because for that song i feel like that was a shift too in music because timberland was coming out on the scene and his beats were always like to the left absolutely insane like again like singular experience listening to production like that like can't be duplicated no one no one liked him no that's that is true but that is that's a good one and i like too that it was like a memory that you have with your mom like riding around in the car because i feel like a lot of times when i ask that question it brings back like a memory uh for people with their family with their close ones so oh yeah for sure My, my mom is like very, very, uh, very responsible for a lot of my music taste. Just like driving around with her, she's super big in uh, Whitney Houston, Anita Baker, like that that kind of R and B. But she she also likes some of the more contemporary stuff too. But like that that older stuff, like that was kind of her, her bag for sure. Did that music end up influencing you a little bit when it comes to creating your own music? Um. Probably somehow, like indirectly, I, I I don't know if I can pinpoint like exact things in in that in that music that kind of like stick with me now. But I feel like somehow indirectly, I'm sure it does. Okay, and let's talk about your journey into music. So, what made you decide to become an artist? Like, how did you get to that point? It's a good question. So, I kind of started out as a producer. Like that was my th- that was my dream originally. I wanted to be Pharrell, but okay. only make beats. Like that, that, that was kind of my thing. Like when I first started, I was making beats at like 16, 17. I went to college, started kind of taking it more seriously. And then my senior year of college, I remember very vividly, I was on like winter break, my senior year of college. And I was just bored one day at home. And I decided to just like mess around with maybe trying to write a song. I made this beat sat on it for a couple of days and I came back to it like maybe like the end of that week and I was like you know what let me try and write something and that song that I wrote literally the first song that I ever written that ended up being the first song on portrait 
uh, a song called Girls Like Anita. Oh, so that okay, was kind of yeah. like that, that kind of started it all. Like I remember I sent it to my best friend, uh, Identity Crisis, who I kind of make all of my music with. And he was like, yo, this is actually kind of good. Like we should like, like develop this and like try, try our hand at this. And I was like, all right. And then ever since then, we've kind of just been chipping away, trying to become better songwriters, producers, artists, et cetera. And now it's kind of snowballed into this whole section two thing. And here we are today. That's dope. So did you study music in school or that's something you were just doing on the side? No. Yeah. So in, in high school, I played the saxophone and I sang a little bit. But um, when I went to college, I, I, I got a music degree. in. in oh, OK. So that, that's what I was studying. Yeah. OK, dope. And then so you just thought you were going to be more so behind the scenes, just doing your thing, creating those like beats and that's it. And then when you release the single, well, did you release it as a single first or did you just release it all as a project for Portrait? No. So. So, so, so Girls Like Anita was the first song that I wrote, but that wasn't like the first song that I put out. The okay. first song I put out was a song called Need to Know, which is, uh, f funny enough, it's still up on uh, streaming services. It, okay. It's a song that I, yeah, yeah, it, it, it's still, still available. I mean, as, I mean, it, it's not great, but, but, but I can hear like endearing things in it, like, where I'm at now and where I was then, you, you can kind of hear the, the 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 through lines and like how how I got from here to how I got from there to here. Okay. But yeah, I I think I may have released like three like two or three songs prior to Portrait, and then yeah, I remember Portrait came out and it was just like it got way more love than anything that I had ever put out. Like every all the responses were super positive, and yeah, that kind of just started this whole journey for me. That's so dope. That must be such a great feeling too to have that type of response because again, like you said, you weren't planning on being an artist at all. You were just trying to do your thing in the background and then for people to show you so much love with putting out this project where you probably just felt like, okay, let's just, let's just put it out there. That's I, Literally, that was the thought process. It was like, all right, let's just, uh, we're going to throw this out. We're going to see what happens. Maybe 10 of our friends listen to it. Maybe. And that was just not the case at all. I like I remember very vividly being being kind of nonchalant about the whole release of it, but in all actuality it was something a lot bigger than I had anticipated. So Okay. And then you did release it in 2019. And then of course we got hit with the pandemic. So how did that affect you? Because I know you put out music each year. You put something out for us, like a full, like a e full EP and everything. But how did mm -hmm. that affect you? Or is it more weird now because everything is is open? Um. Yeah, that's a good question. I feel like I feel like the pandemic kind of it, it kind of halted some of the momentum that I had. I feel like I like Portrait came out and I had started talking to a couple labels and I was starting to like kind of feel it like it started to feel like something was kind of happening and then the pandemic happened and it was like hold up like mm -hmm. slow down like and everyone's sitting down no one's doing anything and it was kind of like damn like where where do I go from here type of thing but in in retrospect it actually kind of helped me a lot because I had time to sit down like I wasn't at my day job I had to like I had all the time in the world to just sit and make songs. And that is literally what I did. Like the entire time 
that we like whatever you consider the pandemic like us being at home mm-hmm. i was i made so much music during that time and if i'm being honest a lot of it was bad <laughs> like like a, a, like a lot of it was not great but it made me such a better songwriter better producer just better all around artist like obviously the pandemic was terrible like yeah would would not wish that again but like it really helped me like developmentally like i i became a much better artist as a result of it and so then what about now that you know we've had a chance to not, like concerts are back on like we're going out to see people perform so how has that been now being able to like do more performances is that something that's exciting to you or you're still getting used to it oh no yeah it's been it, it, it's something I've come around on. Like, like I remember my very first show, I think Portrait came out in May of 2019. Mm-hmm. I played my very first show at SOBs in November mm-hmm. of 2019. And it was like, it was like a showcase. Uh, it, it was just like, like a bunch of different artists get like 15 minutes or whatever. And mm-hmm. um, mind you, I've like, I grew up singing and like acting in church and stuff. So like I, I've, I've been on stage before, but not in that capacity that like that was a completely different experience. Me and a microphone, everyone is staring at me. Like I, rem- I remember like I, I, I was like stuck like this, like with the <laughs> microphone, like I could not move at all. Like I was just sitting, had my eyes closed the entire time. Very like very rookie stuff going on up on stage. But I feel like now, like coming out of the pandemic, I've done a number of shows since then. And I mean, like, I, like I'm still learning. I wouldn't say I'm like a pro at it, but I've gotten way better. Like my, my stage presence has improved a ton. Like also vocally, like I've I've improved a lot. Like I like right actually right before the pandemic, I started taking vocal lessons and that that, that kind of helped me out a lot. Like I, I learned so much during that time period and I kind of carried over into my recording process and even my, like how I perform also, so. No, but that's really good. And what I hear too, is that this time, like from the pandemic, um, it allowed you to grow as an artist. A lot of times people don't have time to grow as an artist. Cause it's kind of like, go, 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 go. And you have to like mm-hmm. fulfill all these requests and you want to keep yourself relevant and all these things happening. So a lot of times we're missing seeing like artists being able to have the proper like development for different things. But it seems like, that I guess you could see say that is a blessing for you know that time during the pandemic you were able to sit down and then you know work on your craft of being a good songwriter and all those different things so that's dope oh yeah one one hundred percent that is pre- precious time to me uh, the the pandemic for sure okay and um so I want to ask I ask a lot of like artists that are coming up like how did you find your team, like the people that you work with? Hmm. Um, to be honest, I'm kind of still finding it. Like, like so, so in terms of like the music making process, um, like I said before, like my best friend, Identity Crisis, uh, real name Will, um, we had, um, we, we went to high school together okay. and we've been best friends since then. And then kind of, we, we had, we had gone to two different schools, like our freshman year of college, but both ended up leaving those schools and ended up, ended up meeting up at a school out here in New York called City College. And throughout that time, he's also an incredible, incredible producer. So during that time, we were just making beats together, just 
just, 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 just making a lot of music, perfecting our craft, getting better. And then in our senior years, I started the songwriting thing and he kind of came along as like my production partner. We made all the music together and that relationship has kind of carried on up to now We're we're still making everything together now. But, um, yeah, that's that, that's kind of in, in terms of the music making. Problem. Wow, it is sorry. <laughs> it's it's like it's it's pouring over here. But um, so yeah, that that's like the music making process. Um, in terms of creative, um, another one of my really good friends from high school, um, my my boy Raphael, he was kind of integral and in like a lot of the early um like photography choices and ju just just a lot of the visual stuff that you saw like early section two stuff he had like a huge hand in that like he's an incredible photographer videographer just like all around creative he was like super super important there uh and as well as my friend uh will will breen shout out to will breen also he, he had a hand in a lot of the visual and uh creative stuff as well and i feel like now like i'm, I'm kind of just like meeting a lot of people uh just via networking going out meeting people like I, I met someone recently who i've kind of partnered with uh a guy by the name of joseph Reddle. he's been helping me a lot recently just like kind of crafting my visual language and kind of like just what like kind of zeroing in on what section two is visually and aesthetically like he, he's been helping me out a lot recently so yeah I'd, I'd say that like it's kind of like an ongoing ever ever-growing process of like meeting new people and just kind of, I don't know, just figuring it out as I go along. Well, that's basically it. You have to kind of figure out who fits in, who do you mesh with, who works, you know, well with you or you work well together. Mm -hmm. So yeah, no, that is interesting. But I always like to see how people find, you know, different people that are on their team because some people struggle with that. You know, they've been through like different management that hasn't worked out they, or they can't find certain people to join their team. So I always like to figure out or find out how people, you know, are doing these things so that maybe it could help, you know, someone else who's, you know, trying to build their team as well. Oh, no. Yeah, it, it, it's something that I've struggled with mightily. <laughs> it, it, but but I'd say that like patience has been like such a it, it, it patience has been everything through the process of me being an artist, whether that's with music making, whether with that's creating a team or just creative, just just any, anything pertaining to being an artist. Patience is like the number one thing. So if I did have any advice on that front, mm -hmm. I'd say just like, I'd say one, like start, like start with your friends. Like if you have like good friends that are also kind of into what you're doing, I feel like like I, I like I like I feel like Issa Rae says this like yeah like, people tend to like network people want to network up but like you like when you start you need to kind of network this way because like it's it's the people around you or closest to you that are gonna like propel you eventually to where you need to go so no I I completely agree and when you were talking about that that's what it it reminded me of of what Issa Rae had mentioned and um, at the same time both of both parties are building. You know, mm -hmm. so the people that are helping you out with visuals, that's also helping their portfolio as well, because exactly. they can showcase the work that they've done through working with you. So mm -hmm. I think that's important to also, you know, work with the people that are around you locally or your peers and 
different things like that. So yeah, no, that's good. And you mentioned um, identity crisis a couple of times. We know that he works with you really closely. So I want to know, like, what is your creative process? So when you have like an idea in your head, how does it go from an idea to like a finished song, let's say? Mm -hmm. So yeah, the uh, my my creative process is also something that's ever changing. Like for example, I could um I could just be sitting here in my room. I have an idea for a song. There's no, I have no production. I have no melodies, no nothing. And I can kind of just sit in my notes app and kind of just write out like a rough idea, whether that's like, that could be like two lines that I thought of that might rhyme or maybe they don't rhyme. It's just like two, two good lines that I think would fit in a song. Or I have identity crisis, he'll send me He'll send me like a rough sketch of a melody or like maybe a little guitar loop or, or maybe a finished beat and I'll sit and I'll write to that. Or now recently I've been getting, I've been having more people like send beats to my email. Like that, that that's something that's kind of okay. like a newer part of my process. That's not something I really had before. So it, I, I, I'm blessed to be able to have people that are like interested in even sending me music. So that that's been cool. Um, I can sit and write to that. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it, it, it kind of ebbs and flows depending on how I'm feeling or sometimes I'll go to YouTube and like, I'll look up a tight beat and like, j just as like an exercise, like see what I can write to that. And ha most of the time it doesn't really turn into anything, but like, sometimes I get like really good songs out of that. Like I'll take it to identity crisis. We'll scrap the beat. He'll make something completely different and kind of move on from there. No, that is dope. And I like that because a lot of times, sometimes people feel pressured to like finish something like mm -hmm. as soon as they have it. But I think it's good too if you just kind of leave it and then come back to it after or that you have someone that you could work with where they will like, you know, kind of break it down and then you guys rebuild it together. So I think that's dope. And I do want to talk about too um, the song Come See Me Tonight. Mm -hmm. So I remember um, Newbie from We Are where Ari Hustling, she mm -hmm. had that on her page. And so that's how I discovered you. Oh, and wow. then I had to go back into the discography and, you know, look at all the other stuff that you put out before mm -hmm. up until that point. And I was like, oh, he is super, super dope. <laughs> so I do want to talk about that single because for some reason, everybody was calling that song September Rain, where yeah. for a quick second, that's what I thought the name of the song was. <laughs> but I was like, okay, no, this is not it. So tell us about um, that single, how that came about and everything. Yeah, so I remember um, one day I was at work and th 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 this is an example of me writing with no, no melody, no beat, no nothing. I just had that, like the, the basically the hook for Come See Me Tonight kind of just popped in my head. I remember I made a voice memo of it and I sent it to Identity Crisis and I was like, yo, like, I feel like this could be something like, I don't know, like, like, let, let me know if you can do something with it. And what he sent back was him singing the hook that you hear on the song. And I was like, whoa, like, this is crazy. Like, and he, he had like these really pretty chords behind it. And I was like, that, like, I, I was not expecting that. Like when, when he sent that, I was not expecting that at all. And I was like, damn, this is really crazy. So I remember I went back like, I put like two drum sounds on it, like just made a little loop and I wrote the song to that. 
And then fast forward, we end up kind of like developing the song further, get it to a place where like it, it sounds like it, it's probably like 75% finished. Okay. And I hadn't been using TikTok for that long. Like I kind of just discovered what it was. And not too long after that, kind of just gotten like kind of had kind of convinced myself to like, all right, like I need to use this app because that's where music discovery is happening, et cetera, et cetera. And I had kind of made it up in my mind that like, all right, like if I, if I'm going to do this, I got to do this right. And like, come see me tonight was going to be the thing that I was going to go super hard with on TikTok. And I remember like th th there was no real thought into like, oh, like what part of the song am I going to use mm -hmm. for like TikTok or whatever. It kind of just so happened that like, I thought that like, the beat the, the 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 drop into the first verse i thought that was like i thought that was kind of cool so and then it, the first thing you hear basically is the september rain whatever mm -hmm. and somehow the song it kind of the, the snippet kind of ends up going viral or and everyone's like yo this september rain song the september rain song and in my head i'm like that's not what it's called but i'm not but i'm not even going to correct you because it's like the, like the thing that I like about TikTok is that you can have these like small moments where any where anyone anywhere in the world has some sort of connection to your song or sound or whatever it is, and whatever it means to them, that's what it means. Like it's it's kind of devoid of the creator's influence or whatever it's kind of just like hey i like this because of abc and it has nothing to do with you it has nothing to do with why another person likes it it's kind of just singular to that person and it just so happened that a lot of people were latching on to the september rain thing and i was just like all right like i'm just gonna keep running with this <laughs> like no, well, it worked because every time i saw someone posted or i heard the song it was always from that point um, mm -hmm. And then people were calling it that in like the caption and stuff. And I was just like, is that the name of the song? And then I couldn't <laughs> find it. And then I was yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah. And I saw, I was like, oh, okay. But yeah, it, it was, yeah, definitely something that went viral. So that's dope. And congratulations on that. Thank you. Um, thank you. And then we're going to move forward a bit because now you have a new single that's out along with the video that everybody could stream on every streaming platform and mm -hmm. check out the visuals on YouTube. So wishes love could stand on. So let us know about that song. You know, what is it about and how did you come up with that, that song? So yeah, wishes love could stand on. That's a song I made uh, earlier this year in January, actually. So I had met um, this producer named low effort, uh, big salute to low effort. He produced um, Wishes Love Could Stand On. We had met on Instagram and I was like, yo, like, do you want to do a session? He was like, yeah, sure. This is the first time we'd ever met in real life okay. was the was the day that we made Wishes Love Could Stand On. And I walked in the room and that and that beat was playing. And I was like, oh, like, this is this is pretty sick. Like we, we talked for maybe like five minutes, like literally just like trying to get like getting to know each other, whatever. And then he was like, yeah, like, do you want to work on this? So like, I could start something new. And he, and I was like, nah, like, keep, like, like, let's, <laughs> let's work on this. Cause the, like the skeleton and the beat that he was playing was insane. Like it was basically what you hear now. He didn't add all that much. Okay. But yeah, so I get, I get to writing and um, 
yeah, maybe within like an hour and a half, two hours, we've got like a pretty solid structure of what the song is. I've recorded all three verses and the hooks and stuff. And then after that, we kind of just went back, did doubles, kind of just cleaned everything up. And yeah, the, the, the song is basically about me just kind of like not going into too much detail, but like kind of like exploring my forays into like in, in, in the dating scene nowadays. Like, like, I, like I, I, I'm, I'm starting to see or not starting to see. It's kind of it's very clear that, that like it's it, it's like increasingly difficult to like garner a genuine connection with someone. And, and it's the internet, it's social media. It, there's like a long list of yeah. reasons why. But like in the hook, I'm basically just like saying that, hey, like I'm, I'm longing for, I'm, I'm longing for a connection that like, that love can stand on. Something that's like unbreakable. Something that won't, something that can stand the test of time. Like mm -hmm. that, that, that's basically what the song is about. No, it's a super dope song, everybody. If you haven't heard it, please check it out. It's a really, really, really good track. And that mm -hmm. is that something that inspires you, like love and dating? It doesn't have to be your love life, of course, but mm -hmm. maybe things that you hear on social media or friends and stuff. Does that inspire you a lot with your music? Oh yeah, no, it it definitely does. Like love, date, like like I like. What's funny is that when I first started writing songs, I felt like I felt like I can only write songs about women. That and and it kind of felt like a handicap because I was like, wait, like I, I feel like I'm a little bit more dynamic than this. But that that that, that was kind of like my ceiling, or that it felt like my ceiling at the time. But again, through the pandemic, experimenting, writing about different things, I was able to kind of develop my pen to a place where. I feel like I can almost write about anything now, but lo lo love is definitely like an overarching theme like, mm -hmm. of my music for sure. Yeah, no, I hear that. But also too, I find like with each um, project that you put out, it's a different, like it doesn't sound the same. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing that you take. Oh no, yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's super intentional for sure. Okay, yeah, so I always, like I know it's you because it's your voice, but everything does sound different. Like you're not gonna get the same thing that you got on the first EP that you'll get on the second or the third. So I do, I do appreciate that because a lot of times too, when we hear artists or we hear music that's out today, kind of sounds like one just long track that's <laughs> constantly playing. Yeah, I've, I've I've made it a point to never, and I've said this a million times, but. I've made it a point to never do the same thing twice. Like mm -hmm. every time I put out music, I want it to be something refreshing and something new. I, I like, like you said, like people put out music nowadays and it can tend to sound like one long song. And as long as I'm of sound mind, I, I, I plan to not do anything like that. So. Is there anybody you're hoping to work with, like in the near future? It doesn't have to be like a big name person. Maybe it's somebody you discovered online mm -hmm. that you're willing to, that you would like to work with. I am a huge fan of um, Destin Conrad. He his his songwriting, his voice, like he, I I, I think he's incredible. I'd love to work with him. Okay. Um, who's somebody else? This is probably like, th th this is more of like a dream. I think this is like 
probably way more down the line, but like I'm a huge Pharrell fan. Like I've always been, he, he, he's been like a huge inspiration for me. Like I would love to sit down with him and see what we could, what we could do. That would be, that would be incredible. James Blake also, he, he's like one of my, James Blake is like one of my biggest influences. Like I, I, I would love to sit down and do something with him also. Okay, well, we heard it here. So we're going to look forward to collaborations with uh, those three magnificent <laughs> people. So I will look out for that. And if it does happen, I'll be like so super excited about it. So I'm looking um, forward to it. Yeah, but, but one, because I said it here, that, that, that that's like <laughs> the, 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 that's like the definition of manifestation. Like I yes. said it right here. So. Yes. So it's out there. It's, um, it's going to happen. And I'm waiting. I'm waiting to see you post it. So, <laughs> all right. So what is next? Is there anything else that we should be looking forward to? Or do we just, you know, keep streaming, keep playing, keep, you know, watching the single that we have now, Wishes Love Could Stand On? Oh, no. Yeah, for sure. Definitely keep watching and streaming Wishes Love Could Stand On. But there is definitely more music on the on on the horizon for sure. I am working diligently to finish up some things, and yeah, I'm definitely. Excuse me. There, 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 there's definitely going to be more music this year for sure. Oh, okay. So something to look forward to before the year uh, ends off. We can Most look definitely. for more music from Section Two. Okay, so that's always good. We love always new music. Mm -hmm. um, so now I want to play a little game before I let you go. We're going to create an R&B soundtrack. I'm going to ask you um, a few questions. You're going to let me know which R&B song you choose. Don't be afraid to put your songs in there. Okay. okay. At all. So first question, what's a song that always puts you in a good mood? A song that always puts me in a good mood. Hmm. Um, music Soul Child, Half Crazy. Okay. That is like, I could be having a terrible day. And if I'm listening to that, I'm straight. I'm good. <laughs> it, it, it's just such a good song. Like, it is. It is. And his voice is is pretty amazing. So Insane. Okay. Um, what song would you play to turn up to? Song I would play to turn up to. Probably something on the new Beyonce album, like okay. like li literally anything from that, like uh, like specifically R and B. Like if I'm trying to have a good time, it's something mm -hmm. from there. Okay. Like I, I I went to the show last last month, or was it the end of July? I forget, but that was a sing. Talk about singular experience. Everyone, like everything that's ever been said about Beyonce, she's one of one. Nobody like her. The and, and everything that's ever been said about Beyonce, I understood. Like when I left there, I was like, "All right." Like, I, oh, that I, was your first time seeing her live. Yes. Okay. It yeah. was absolutely insane. <laughs> yeah. No. It. Her concerts. I feel from the time that she was in Destiny's Child, because I was able to see like um, the Destiny Fulfilled tour. Oh, that's so cool! From oh, there, yeah. all the way up until now, mm -hmm. like, she's always been amazing. But mm -hmm. just the shows have just gotten like better, and it's just it's crazy to just see her growth throughout 
her like albums and her careers and stuff. It's it's insane. Especially up to this point, like how like it's very I feel like it's very rare that we see this level of quality output like this late like this late into someone's career. Mm -hmm. She's been doing this for over like over 20 years. So and the fact that she's still producing at this high of a level is it's it, crazy. It, 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 it's insane. Like, it's crazy. Well, I'm looking forward to obviously I won't be there because I live in Canada, but this the show that she's gonna have um in a few weeks in Houston. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure that's gonna be crazy too. That's what I'm looking forward to. And then there's rumors with the Destiny's Child reunion happening and stuff. So whoa, okay. <laughs> I wanna I wanna hear what's what's gonna happen. All right, let's go to the next one. Um, name a song you would play when you're in love. A song that I would play when I'm in love. Hmm. Maybe, uh, maybe Maxwell's Ascension. Okay. I feel like, like th th there's something like really sunny about that song that kind of just reminds me of like, oh, like I'm listening to this, I'm in love, and like, like nothing can go wrong because like, like I feel like. Most times when you're in love, you're so blinded by like the fact that you're in love that literally mm -hmm. nothing else matters. And like that song kind of reminds me of that feeling, just like the way it sounds. It kind of reminds me of that feeling. OK, that's another good one. Uh, what's a song you would play when you're going through a breakup? Section two, come see me tonight. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's that, that's literally like the quintessential breakup song. Like, OK, yeah. No, that's a that's a good choice. <laughs> Definitely again, people stream that song if you haven't heard it. Yeah. Um, what's a song you will play when you're getting ready to go out with friends? I hate to plug myself again, but section two section two walk right is like a really good like I'm getting ready to go out, the night's just getting started type of type of deal. That that that's like a really good one to like get ready to, I feel like. Okay, I yeah, I agree. Um, what's a song you would play when working out? Song I would play when working out. Hmm. I'm typically like, and, and like, I'm, I'm trying to change this. Like I'm typically like a no R&B in the gym type of guy. Like I'm usually like, I'm listening to, uh, Little Dirk, <laughs> or like make an exception. What is the hip hop track that you're playing? Oh man, um, right now, right now, Meltdown is getting a lot of run in the okay. gym. Okay. <laughs> Meltdown is getting a lot of run in the gym right now. Oh, that's a good one. Um, what's a song you would play um, to remind you of summer? Song I would play to remind me of summer. Um. Jordan Ward's Little Baby Crush. Okay, I don't know that one. I gotta look that one Ooh, up. Yeah, that, that that's like a really good uh, like summary. I have a crush song. <laughs> that, 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 I love that song. It's really good. Okay, I'm gonna check that out definitely. Uh, what's a song that you play during the holidays? Song I play during the holidays. Um. All right, I have I have two answers for okay. this. If that's cool. Yep. Um, Mariah Carey, easy. All like all, all I want for Christmas is you. Like, mm -hmm. 
from the from November to December, I could hear that song a hundred times and not get tired of it. Like it's it honestly, it's crazy because that song has been going hard for the last couple of years around that time, and I'm still not tired of it. It it, it is. I feel like it's impossible to get tired of that song. It's kind of nuts. But um, so yeah, that and Christmas in Harlem, uh, Kanye, Tiana Taylor, mm-hmm. and. I think Saha Saha is on that song too, but mm-hmm. Tiana Taylor's voice on that is just like her voice and that beat, like they, the, the the marriage of those two things together is like literally perfect. Like I can listen to her sing that hook over and over and over again. No, those are really two good picks for holiday music. I like that. And then the last one, what's a song more people should know about? Ooh, a song more people should know about. Ooh, I might have to grab my phone. Okay. Actually, where is my phone? Oh. Yeah, let me pull up my Spotify real quick. Because there's this song in... Hold on. I have to find it. All right, yeah. So this is a this is a Mariah Carey song. Okay. But I'm not it it feels like like one that's like low key kind of like under the radar. Like like I I just found it recently. Like I didn't know it existed until recently. Okay, I want to hear cuz I'm a lamb, so I want to know. But it's a song called Breakdown. Okay, yeah. Crazy Bone and Wishbone. Mhm. It's uh, on her Butterfly album. Yeah. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> I it like and like like I, I wouldn't call myself like a Mariah Carey stan, but like I felt like I knew a decent amount of Mariah Carey and I came across that song and I was like, whoa. And that kind of made me do like I, I did like somewhat of a like a real like Mariah Carey deep dive and I like listened through and I was like, wow, like she like her her discography, like right. hits aside, like her discography is kind of nuts. And I feel like it doesn't get it, I feel it doesn't really get talked about a lot probably because of the magnitude of hits that she has but there is some there's some really strong stuff like yeah that are not and the crazy thing too is that she doesn't always get recognized for her songwriting so that's yeah another crazy thing because those songs whether they're singles or they're like the album cuts Mm. are like really really dope no i'm a huge mariah carey fan like crazy I'm I'm so glad that I did the deep dive recently because I like I like I felt like I, like like I was almost kind of sleeping on her because like like yeah, like obviously you know the big songs and mm-hmm. she has this incredible voice but like when you really peel it back it's like what like incredible songwriting like beat selection just just, just like so many things that like just like make her an incredible artist that like you don't really take into consideration yeah no it's a it's a lot there's a lot of layers to her that people don't really talk about like especially her um because she loves hip-hop and Mm -hmm. so if you listen to her singles you you mainly get pop with rm but if you listen to a lot of her songs especially when she worked with like the dream or Mm -hmm. three there's a lot of hip-hop influence in her music which is really good oh yeah and i'm a huge fan of that like combining r&b and hip-hop is something that i'm also that i also try and do so Mm -hmm. that's like i'm a huge fan of that 
Yeah. So no, dope. This is a this is a good soundtrack, and you know I have you know some songs to look into, so that's always good when people put me on to new music. So I appreciate that. Of course, of course. So that is the end of the interview. I want to thank you so much, Section Two, for coming on the podcast today and spending some time with me. I do greatly, greatly appreciate it. I th- thank thank you for having me. This is this is lovely. I I love doing these. I I don't get to do them that often, but I'm a huge fan of doing them. So thank you for having me. Oh, no, of course. I feel like more people need to know your music, um, especially here in Canada. Um, So I'm hoping more people get put on and they go ahead and they stream your songs. Of course, Wishes Love Could Stand On, but definitely go back and listen to the work that he's been putting out because it's uh, solid work throughout the whole time. And let people know where they could follow you online. So you can follow me on Instagram at section T-O-O underscore. Um, on Twitter, just at section T-O-O, TikTok at section T-O-O. Yeah, it's like the main three social medias. Yeah, you can follow me there. Okay, perfect. And this is the Total R&B Podcast. Again, I am your host, Lorena, and we are a bi-weekly podcast, so we will be back in two weeks with a brand new episode.